It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to the WATH studios at the end of Columbus Road. It is the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. Today on the show, we're talking, we got an abbreviated show as the Reds take on the Mets. We'll join the uh, Reds radio network at about 640. Uh, up till then, we'll talk with, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Reds. They play the Mets tonight. Also, a uh, new prospect list came out. Uh, we'll look at that. Apparently, the Reds have six players in that and then we'll talk the coaches poll was released uh including ohio coach tom album oh excuse me tim alban they had it wrong on the website surprisingly made me think that uh maybe we fired timmy and uh hired uh hired his brother or something like that <laughs> anyways i'm not alone on this show today we got Ethan Sargent over there. Ethan, how you doing? Full from Fair Food. Yeah, doing double duty today. Joined you up at the uh, Athens County Fair for a little bit of radio action earlier, and now we're we're back. Uh, probably a little bit more my territory with the with the sports fan chat. Oh, what you, you didn't you didn't like being around all the cows? Oh, no, no, no. Food? I'm not saying I didn't <laughs> like it. I just I just love talking sports so much. <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Talking about uh, the Reds and Mets, that's our sports fan trivia question of the day. And here is the question. Legendary Mets and Reds pitcher Tom Seaver played college baseball at what university? If you know the answer to that, call the number 740-592-6646 and you will be crowned trivia king or queen of Athens. We'll get. We'll think. We'll see what you think the answer is, Ethan. Yeah, no, here, I, I got after nothing. That. I got nothing. You like, got nothing. It's on not. That. It's not going to happen. Like you, you could, you could, you can, you can have some sort of guess. You can have some sort of guess. I'll throw a guess. Maybe if you give a hint break. or something, I'll, I'll throw a guess. No. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> give you. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint before the break, and then uh, when we get back from the break, which we're not taking a break yet, but later on in the show, we'll, I'll give you a hint. And we'll see. Fair enough. But. Uh, Obviously, the Reds and Mets, they play tonight. The Reds have a little bit of a rough schedule, actually. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, so, the Reds are going from, they went from Milwaukee yesterday, travel day, over to Flushing, over to play the Mets. They got a three-game set against the Mets, have a day game on Wednesday, and then they're flying to Iowa for the Field of Dreams game. And then they're flying back to... Uh, Cincinnati, but uh, that's a bit of a rough travel schedule, honestly, for them. Yeah, that's not you know it's not easy. I mean, going, you know, but that's that's just the rigors of a baseball schedule. You know, you're flying all over the country. That's just you know you got 162 baseball games to play, and you know the Reds have been pretty pretty solid over the past the past month or so. They're six one and one, so they won six series, they split a series, and they lost a series. So they've been really good. Over the past month or so, you know, since that pretty atrocious 3-22 and start, they are playing 500 baseball. And, you know, it does offer a glimmer of hope towards the future that this team, even while 
in its eviscerated state that it started the season in, and now even more so when you lo lose guys like Luis Castillo and Brandon Drury, that they're still playing hard, they're still playing solid baseball, and it does offer a little bit of hope for the Reds in the future. And, you know, they're heading to Flushing today, and this is a Mets team. I've talked about it a couple times on the show. This is a Mets team that should not be messed around with. This is a serious Mets team. The, the lol Mets of the past, the memes of the past, it, it is do not mess with the New York Mets this season because they are legit. They've got probably the best one-two punch in all of baseball in Jacob deGrom, who looked sparkling yesterday. And I think the Reds are going to be lucky enough to actually miss out on both of these guys and Max Scherzer um, because the, the Mets just completed a five-game set with the Braves. A little bit of a weird weird thing that happened over the weekend but it was a five game set they took four out of five which is massive in the NL East divisional race um, but yeah that leaves the Mets at 70 and 39 um, Chris Bassett's on the mound tonight he's got an 8 and 7 record 3.61 ERA and 122 innings of work and then the Reds have Justin Dunn on the mound tonight. It's going to be his first major league start, so good luck to him. You know how he ended up being a Red? It was a trade. It was a recent trade. I, I just can't put my finger on which one. The possibly the worst trade the I've Winker ever seen. The Winker trade, right? Yes, yep. it was the Winker and Suarez trade. We got him, Jake Fraley. I, I, mean, I can't even think of who else we got back aside from those two. It was, it was not a great, not a well-executed trade, but what I will give the Red credit for is their recent trades. We've talked about it a couple times, um, and I, I give I give the Reds front office, I give Nick Kroll some credit for that. Um, but, yeah, the Reds have a tall task uh, in in Queens this weekend, and I, I, I find it impossible to talk about the Mets right now because I see it all over Twitter without talking about the trumpets. Edwin Diaz has the most electric entrance in all of baseball, right? But, and you're going you're gonna, to, like, just hate me for this. You're just going to be like, ah, you know, you're, you're going to do your thing with me. Enter Sandman still clears. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's fair. I, honestly, I mean, Rivera, Rivera's is classic. The thing, the thing that I say with it, right, like the trumpet's sick entrance. Like, yes. I love it. It gives you, like, the WWE vibes of, you know, like, oh, man, this guy's coming in. Like, here we go. But when Enter Sandman played, the game was over. Like, 99% of the time, the game was over. Like, you were, you were striking out twice and getting a ground out, and the game was over. That's how lights out Mariano Rivera was. And I'm not, Edwin Diaz has been phenomenal, right? And it, the entrance is so electric because of how good he's been this season, right? He was not good for multiple years in New York, right? He had a lot of bad seasons in in Mets colors, but he has really bounced back. Last year was a bounce back year. He was much better. Um, you know, obviously down the stretch he faltered a little bit, but this year he has been phenomenal. I mean, when you when you look at the numbers that this guy is putting up, it, it's it's scary. Like he has just been an absolute monster on the mound for the Mets, and I when you look at the Mets roster and you compare it to teams around Major League Baseball, when you compare it to teams like the Yankees, like the Dodgers, the Astros, you know, the class of Major League Baseball right now, they, they stack up. They stack up with anybody. And when you've got a roster 
as deep as as these guys. It it is it is tough, you know. It is tough to compare them. I mean, he's got. I saw a stat today that really blew my mind, and, and obviously, you know, Edwin Diaz does have three blown saves this season, so he has not been perfect, right? But the Mets are 61-0 and when leading after eight innings. 61-0, and that, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I saw that stat somewhere, and I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's... It, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, Edwin Diaz, I, I got the stats in front of me now. He's got 26 saves, which is pretty damn good. He's got 1.39 ERA, 91 strikeouts, and a .86 whip. Um, yeah, he, he's just pitching his mind out. Like, he, he's only given up three homers the entire season. He, I mean, the only notable save I can remember him blowing was that Giants game, that, that game of the year when the, the Giants came all the way back. Oh, when was that? Was that like April or something? It was way back earlier in the season, but it was a phenomenal, one of the best baseball games of the season so far. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Reds, kind of focusing back on the Reds, the Reds are going to struggle, right, to get back, you know, to, to probably even take one game here from the Mets because the Mets are so deep. But, you know what, they, the, the Reds took games off the Yankees. They took two games off the Yankees. They took games off a good Milwaukee team. Just now they won a series. So, you know what, who knows? They, they, they've, they've shown a lot of really good fight over the past few weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if they could take a game or even two off of the Mets. Yeah, I mean, it, that is something that has been a little bit surprising, is the Reds have really fought, and even, even the Brewers series, it, 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 and it's all going to depend. This is going to be a window into what type of Reds team we're going to see for the future. I mean, look, look at Saturday's victory. Jose Barrero hit two home runs in that game. Two of them. He'd never hit a home run before. He's finally adjusting to the big league game, and that's something that's good. And I think we're going to see it more and more where we're going to start seeing these, you know, players develop. And for Barrero, I don't think he's every day, but we could, we could, I could honestly see him be somewhat trade bait. Uh, and as we're talking about prospects, uh, Baseball America, America released. Uh, they're updated top 100 prospects, and surprisingly, there's only there's only five. There's only five Reds on there, and really four if you... I mean, Nick Lodolo's number 20, but he's just about graduated. He spent most of this year up in the major league, so he's about done being on the prospect list. 20, 22, though, Ellie De La Cruz. I think that's low. Have you seen the highlights? I, I actually, I agree. The kid's a stud. Yeah, the, the kid is a stud. Like, I've seen some of his plays. I wouldn't be surprised if he's top ten or even top five very soon. Um, you know, he, he, he is baller. He has all the tools. I mean, I think Lodolo's actually very close to graduating out he of is, being he a is. prospect. I think seven innings is what I saw. So, yeah, it, he, he is going to be a star at the major league level. He's got all the tools. He's got the power at the plate. He's even got, you know, the flashiness that I see out of guys like, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. and, um, you know, Fernando Tatis. He gives me those sort of vibes where, you know, he's just kind of, you know, he mashes at the plate and he, you know, he's not afraid to show it off. Like, you know, kind of that new generation. I saw him pimp a home run the other night where he just, he, I mean, he sent it about 400 miles and then, you know, he stares at it. Like, he was like, that's the energy that this Reds team needs, I think. And, you know what, it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's probably a, 
a little bit of a ways away, but um, I'm very excited to see him eventually make his bow at the major league level. Uh, he is the Reds' shortstop of the future. Although, there's some other really good prospects, and ironically, everyone except Lodolo, I believe, their main position is shortstop. The Reds kind of went a little shortstop crazy in the draft, and uh, trade-wise, but number 35, you got Nove Marte, and 47, Edwin Arroyo. Both of those were from the... Uh, I believe both of those were from the Mariners trade for Luis Castillo. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were both from there. And then Cam Collier, their uh, first-round draft pick this year. So the Red, the Reds' future is bright, and they have a really good farm system. I, even though this, I don't know why this doesn't really show it, but they have a really good farm system. And I, I think that we finally have the pieces to where, and we've said this before, but... I think 2025, 2026, 2025, we're going to have like an Orioles year where we're going to kind of show up out of nowhere, be around 500, make a run at the playoffs, but, you know, still sell a little bit. So, but 2026, that's our year. That's our target year. We get back to the playoffs. 2027, I think we make the World Series, maybe. Whoa. Probably not. Whoa. But, hey, I can hope. <laughs> I can hope. I, 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 think, I think it's doable. I think it's doable I mean, look, with the core we got. Right. Cincinnati, it's, it's Cincinnati has got. been through their fair share of playoff pain, right? The Bengals finally broke the duck. The Reds are next. Well, How well, long will it be? Who well, think, think about this. Think about this. 2027, that's, uh, well, remember... It was, what, 32 years? The Bengals hadn't won one since 1990, the mm -hmm. 1990 season. They won in the 2022 season. The last time the Reds won a series was in 1995. You, you, you know what would be? Uh, what was it, 32 years? 30, 31, 32 years? Well, 2027. 2027. All right. If, all you're, if, if you're listening and you, you somehow, I mean, I know we've got a recording of this. That'll be up eventually. But mark the date, August, August 8th. 2022, Carl Blaylock says that the Reds will break the duck in 2027. That, that, that's the Twitter quote. That's the Twitter quote and right hey, there. I, I believe it. I believe it. Anyways, we gotta, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk college football. But first, let's once again remind you of our sports fan trivia question. Legendary Mets and Reds pitcher Tom Seaver played college baseball at what university? And, Ethan, you asked for a hint. It was in his home state. He went to college in his home state. We'll see if that helps him after the break. Here on WATH, the sports fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Are you struggling to pay your mortgage, utility bills, or property taxes because you've been financially impacted by the pandemic? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency Save the Dream Ohio program may be able to help. Save the Dream Ohio helps eligible Ohio homeowners financially impacted by the pandemic pay their mortgage, utility bills, or other housing-related costs. To learn more, visit savethedream.ohiohome.org. That's savethedream.ohiohome.org. Or call 888-404-4674. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Live and local, the sports fan 
on 970 WATH. Disco days. Something like that. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. I'm Carl Blaylock. Over my shoulder is Ethan Sargent. And... Ethan, you got any guests on our sports fan trivia question? I'll remind everybody the question again. Former Met and Red star pitcher Tom Seaver played college baseball at what university? I gave you the hint. It was in his home state. Mm, I got nothing. Um, let's just guess. Let's go Tennessee. No, no, he, he's nah. not from Tennessee. It's, not, it was a guess. He's, it was not, a guess. he's not from Tennessee. <laughs> he's not from Tennessee. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the state. I'll give you the state, and we'll give you one last chance to guess. But let's look at the coaches' poll as that was released this afternoon, and we'll go through the entire thing. Alabama, number one, at 54 first-place votes. Ohio State, two, with five first-place votes. Georgia, three, even though they had more first-place votes. They had six. Clemson, four, Notre Dame, five, Michigan, six, Texas A&M, seven, Utah, eight, Oklahoma, nine, Baylor, ten, Oklahoma State, 11, Oregon, 12, NC State, 13, Michigan State, 14, USC, 15, Pitt, up at 16, the U, the University of Miami, Florida, 17, Texas at 18, they had a first place vote, I think somebody did not set aside their bias there. Wake Forest at 19, Wisconsin 20, Kentucky 21, Cincinnati 22, Arkansas, the Hogs 23, Ole Miss 24, and Houston 25 with Penn State, Iowa, Tennessee, BYU, and LSU just left out. They was, those were the highest still receiving votes. Now, I'm going to tell you the first thing that jumps out to me is Clemson 4. I think that's a way way over high ranking. I, 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 Clemson's still going to be good. Dabo is a good coach. He is. They're not going to be fighting for these national titles anymore. They aren't going to be a playoff team. They'll go 9-3. and three, They'll go 10-2. and two, But they're not, they're not doing it. They're, they're, they're just not going to be a playoff contender year in and year out. And I don't think they'll be a playoff contender this year. What what do you think, Ethan? Um, well, I've got I I kind of just have my kind of thoughts on some teams that are too low, too high. One team I think does that does deserve to be in the top twenty-five is Tennessee. I really like Hendon Hooker. I know I, Tim Hanna is probably not listening, but he's out there somewhere and he's he's clapping for me because Tim Hanna is a huge Hendon Hooker guy. But I am also a big Hendon Hooker guy, and I think Tennessee has the tools to at least be a top twenty-five team this year and you know challenge challenge in what's a very competitive um, SEC East division um, behind Georgia. It's going to be a little bit of a cluster behind there. You've got teams like Kentucky, who's ranked 21st, who I agree with the ranking there. I think Kentucky is a team that don't sleep on. Don't sleep on the Wildcats. Will Levis, uh, he might put mayonnaise in his coffee, but he is a very talented quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing for that one. I got nothing for that one. Um, I agree with you on Clemson being too high. I, I think that I, you cannot trust DJ Ugalele. I, I, I don't even know if I pronounced his name right, and you still can't trust him. I, I, he, is, he showed last year that while you know, he might be good enough to win you eight or nine games, he's not good enough to take you to a national championship. 
And that's what the that's what the coaches are saying by putting Clemson at four. And yes, they're very talented. They've still got a lot of high quality recruits and high quality talent across the board. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win the ACC again this year. Um, I'll tell you something that I find a little bit interesting. Uh, I think Oklahoma is too high, but I find it interesting. Oklahoma is six spots higher than USC. Yeah, I was actually gonna. I was actually just about to mention USC as a team that might be a little too low. Um, I, 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 I think USC. You can't have Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, and Lincoln Riley all on one team, and them be ranked in fifteenth. I think they're. At, I think their 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 ceiling is a top five team, for me. I I disagree with that. I like I like the, I like them ranked fifteenth. I think that's about where they're going to be. I think they're going to be a ten and two football team. That's what I think they'll be. Now, I don't understand Oklahoma being that high. Like, I, I get they have Brent Venables. You know, he's finally getting a head coaching job and everything. But I, I just, I, I don't see that team. I, yeah. I don't see that team. I mean, it, they lost a lot of people when Riley left. They lost a bunch of their big stars. Who, who's their quarterback? I, I don't even know who their quarterback is. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to We don't know lie. who their quarterback is. <laughs> I mean, and, I'm sure Oklahoma, if there's any Oklahoma fans out there, they, they would know, and they'd probably be better off, you know, letting us know. But, like... So feel free to call in if you're, you know, an Oklahoma fan out there, and you can tell us who the Oklahoma quarter, starting quarterback is, and we can make our assumptions off of the very little we do know. But I, the thing, the thing with it is the fact that I, they're the people that they are returning weren't that good last year. Like, are they going to be? A, they'll be a French top twenty-five team. They'll still be around there. Like, they'll be. They'll am jump I in and out? Am I crazy in saying that Texas might be better than them this year? I I I don't trust a Sarkeesian coach team. That's fair. Uh, talent wise, yes, I I do think at least on the offensive side of the ball, Texas is way more talented than Oklahoma. Texas has a top five receiver in the country this this year, and Xavier Worthy. That kid is a stud. They got Mullet Man Quinny. Yeah, Quinny Ewers. Ohio State fans will be familiar enough with him. Um, and you know I I think that Texas, you know, they may not be. Back. They mean, I don't know what coach uh, maybe missigned their paper and voted Texas as a first-place team because they're not. Um, but Texas will be much better this year than previous years. I, it, like, they're not losing to Kansas this year, and if they do, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'd run out of words. Again, this is the Steve <laughs> Sarkeesian coach team. I, 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 I don't – Sark is an incredible – he's an incredible coordinator. He's one of those guys to where – he cannot run an entire football team. Yeah, I mean, and espe- especially one with the expectations. Oh yeah, with the expectations, and the amount of stuff you need to work at Texas. Like it's, it's Texas. It's you know, Texas. it's a brand. It's 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 like it's the same thing as Ohio State or Alabama or any of these other marquee football programs. Except Texas hasn't won anything in a long time. Like well, you know what the problem is. You know what the problem is with uh, Texas. With Nebraska is another one. Nebraska's even farther off. Well, here, here's what happens. And, I mean, you can look at what they did. Nebraska fell off after, in 2004, when they fired Frank Solich. That's that's what happened. Because, Bobcat fans will be mil- real familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. No, because no. here's what happens, though. And this is the same thing that's happening in Texas, is you have the expectations way too high, and then you have 
you give no opportunity for these coaches to grow. It, they're, the moment they take the job, they lose a game, they're on the hot seat. Yeah. And I'm not saying Ohio State's any better, but Ohio State's been a little bit better with hiring their coaches. And they were able to rebuild up their brand after the Cooper years where they couldn't get over Michigan. They were able to rebuild their brand because they gave Trestle a few years. Trestle was given a few years, and he, it paid off in, in year two. Tell me, the, I mean, what was the last Ohio State head coach that didn't last more than five years? I know Day's only in year three, but, like, you know, or he might be even year four. Uh, I'm not sure. But he's, he's, he is in year four. But he, Day's got obviously plenty of more years left unless a, an NFL team comes after him, which I, would, I, don't, uh, I doubt yeah. it. But, uh, like. I'm trying to think about their first question with the coach, and I, I can't think. Exactly. Cooper, you had Bruce, and I think before Bruce you had Hayes. That takes us yeah. back to the 50s. I mean, it's it's that's the thing. And, I mean, look, Alabama has had you, – you've got when you've got a guy like Saban, you don't need to change anything. Kirby Smart's probably going to be the Georgia head football coach for a long time. Like, you know, it, it's, it's just the way that these things work out. Another team that I want to mention before we, we go to break, I like Baylor. That is a team that is very, very well coached, that is very – uh, did not lose a ton of guys to the NFL, is still very talented, um, you know, and they're in a Big 12 that, you know, while it's not weak by any means, it's winnable. And I, I would not be surprised, you know, they won it last year uh, with that, uh, that heroic play on the goal line that probably denied Oklahoma State a playoff berth. But yep. um, Baylor is there. And I, I don't be surprised if they're one of the four. When all, when, all, when all the dust is settled. Uh, if I had to go for a four right now, I'll tell you, way, way too early. I'll go Bama, I'll go Ohio State, I'll go Georgia, and I will go Baylor. I'll put my money where my mouth is. I, I, could, see, I could see Baylor. I think it's going to be between them and Oklahoma State for the, uh, for the Big 12. Before we go to break, though, it's football season. Southeast Ohio. It is officially football season. This past weekend was the last weekend without football. Obviously, NFL preseason fully starts this coming weekend. This last weekend will be the last weekend without football until February of 2023. And that, it, my friends, is music to my ears. Hey, we got we got two weeks till week zero, I believe, for the college oh, yeah. football. Bring it so. on, Nebraska Northwestern over in uh, overseas in Ireland. Dublin, Dublin yeah, Dublin that, that'll be. I will be tuned in. I will That's be locked into that game. <laughs> a random game to put over there, but uh, but it's football. That they did. It's that football. they did. All right, we'll give you we'll give you a little something to chew on before a break. I'll tell you, Tom Seaver, he went to college, is in his home state of California. We'll see if you can come up with a guess. During the break, it's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. When we come back, our surefire hot picks for this evening here on WATH. My daughter Brinley is here at St. Jude. Coming here was literally life or death and was so scary. But St. Jude is fighting for one goal, like this one mission, life. And that gave us hope. We haven't received a single bill from St. Jude, so I really can just focus on what's best for Ridley. Finding cures, saving children. 
Learn more at stjude.org. What's better than ordering a classic McDouble stacked with 100% pure beef patties, topped with tangy pickles, chopped onions, ketchup, mustard, and a slice of melty American cheese? Picking a second fave to go with it for just $3.19. Now at McDonald's, mix and match a McDouble with a savory McChicken, crispy small fries, or tender four-piece chicken McNuggets. Get any two for just $3.19. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or Meals, single item at regular price. Athens County cares about you. I'm Micah. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 on Classic Hits 970 AM and 971 FM WATH for discussions about essential information for seniors, such as nutrition, caregiving, mental health, Medicare, and all other relevant topics for seniors in Athens County and the surrounding areas. Athens County Cares, a project of United Seniors of Athens County, Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 a.m. on WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K, be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Prayer here as we welcome you back to a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting here on WATH. Uh, that, that's that's been my surefire hot picks. I got one, I got one the other week. But before we get to that, let's answer our sports fan trivia question of the day. Legendary Mets and Reds pitcher Tom Seaver played college baseball at what university? You know it's in California. Any guesses? So. I, I'm see. I want to. I'm either going to go Cal or USC because those are the two big ones. I will tell you, it's one of those two. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll go USC. That's correct. Right. I, I, I'm not going to count that. I don't, I, I don't feel no. like I really it, got that one. Yeah, it's it's still something. All righty. Quickly, I'll go first with our surefire hot picks, and it's going to be your Yankees. Jamison Talion is on the mound today. We were wondering off oh, air. Oh boy. <laughs> and with that, don't get me wrong. I, like I love JMO. I don't. I love JMO. I hope the Yankees win, but Carl is going against me. I that reaction. I like my pick. I'm going Mariners plus one and a half. They're the underdogs. I think that the Yankees are, fail to cover. Are the betters aware that the Yankees have lost five in a row? Well, it's the Yankees. More people are going to bet on the Yankees than the Mariners. That's yeah. how they make those. All right, over to you. What's your pick? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go for a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of an interesting one. Um, so I don't know if any of you, maybe serial betters out there, are familiar with the no-run first inning. It's a very simple bet. Well, very, we did that. We did that uh, last show with Roth. It's yeah. He did. He did do that. So I actually, I, I've changed my mind from the uh, from I said off air what I was going to do. I'm going to do the same thing, right? I'm still doing, but I'm going to say that there will be a run in the first inning between the Washington Nationals and the Chicago Cubs. Sanchez on the mound for Washington. He's 0-4 with a 7.65 ERA, and he's only got 20 innings pitched, so he's probably an opener. That doesn't fill me with confidence. And, you know, while the Cubs 
you know, may not have the best team in baseball. They've still got some pop in Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras. So I wouldn't be surprised if I see a run in the first inning of that game. That's what I'll go for. A run in the first inning between the Nationals and the Cubs. All right. Well, well we got a minute left. Uh, who do you think wins tonight? I think you said off air your, bro your brother's at the he Red is. Mets game. He is. $4 tickets, so why wouldn't you? I mean, why not? It's, uh, you know, City Field is it's a nice field. It's about, a, I live on Long Island, for those of you who don't know. It's about a 45-ish minute drive down to City Field in Flushing. Uh, or you could take the train if you're feeling a little crazy. Um, but, yeah, he, he's there. He is at City Field. Um, and, yeah, hopefully he enjoys a, a nice baseball game. And, he, uh, you know, he's not, a, he's not a Bengals fan, actually. He's a Raiders fan. But he is repping my Bengals jersey. He's got my Bengals Muhammad Sanu 12. As it's, uh, that proves the, proves the Bengals fandom, okay? It proves that, I, that, I'm that not a... Proves I've been around, you know. It's a, uh, it's an OG. I think I got that for Hanukkah when I was about uh, ten or eleven years old. <laughs> but uh, classic jersey, and glad he's, uh, glad he's enjoying a good baseball game. Uh, real quickly, what do you think the final score of the Reds Mets game is tonight? Let's go seven five Mets. All right, I, I, I'll go a little bit lower scoring. I say uh, Mets win. No, you know what? I say the Reds win. Reds win five four. Yeah. Reds win five go four. Go for it. Like we'll, ha we'll have another sports fan tomorrow, same time. Six, it'll be another abbreviated show. But until then, for Ethan Sargent, I'm Carl Blaylock. Join us tomorrow for another sports fan presented by J&K Contracting.